0: Welcome to Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and about women with chronic illness, autoimmune diseases, and invisible disabilities. Here we share resources, accountability, knowledge, and caring for each other in a way that brings hope to those who have felt a lack of value and worth due to the stigma and gaslighting around their illnesses.
1: Ready when you're ready. All right. Hey,
2: everyone. I'm Nancy, the founder and president of Invisible Lawyers. One out of every two adult Americans lives with at least one chronic illness, often called an invisible disability. The disability community is the largest minority in the world, yet instead of feeling inclusive and wrapped in camaraderie, most of us feel alone, unvalued, and unworthy. We need doctors who understand us and colleagues and family members who believe us when we tell them something about our health. Just knowing the simple fact that we are not alone and still have much to offer can be life-changing. In this podcast, we share tips and strategies, knowledge and support. In other words, hope for those who are looking for resources to help them maintain a thriving, successful life. Do you have a chronic illness? Well, here at Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, we have conversations that share the tools and mindsets others use to make our lives better. It's always good to know that there are others out there that have dealt with similar challenges. And our guest today is going to share with us their history and what they've learned along the way. Welcome, Deb Cryer.
1: Hello, hello, Nancy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's
2: a beautiful Tuesday. I'm up and out of bed and working and you can't ask for anything more than that.
1: <laughs> I tell people as long as I'm not looking up at six feet of dirt, I'm a happy camper. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: I know that was what my dad's favorite saying was, it's always better on this side of the grass. <laughs> yep, yep. So, well, Deb, tell me why we're here today. What what well,
1: have you got to share with us? Oh, you know, I'm one of those delicate people, as my mother would say. She'd sigh and say, Oh, you just are so delicate. And she wasn't even Southern. I mean, you know, and and but um back in 2015, I was diagnosed with the full term is stage four metastatic breast cancer that is triple positive. <sighs> Um, you know, and, and so basically that means, you know, it's not curable stage four in many cases is not a curable cancer. Um, and so I just, you know, go merrily along if it could go wrong during my process of, of treatments and everything it did. There were many times where, when I'd go back to the hospital, they'd say, Oh God, she's back. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and you know, but but it is something that I will live with until the day I die. Whether that's you know tomorrow or you know couldn't be fifty years from now because I'm a little older than that, but you know quite a ways. Um, but you you, uh, you you do have things that are ongoing. Um, I the medicine that I take that I can will take for for several more years causes chronic bone pain. Um, and has has actually given me pretty severe osteoporosis. Uh, Several of the other... Things that I had along the way have just caused all sorts of, of other issues. Uh, my kidneys are not happy. I have had stones removed from my kidneys four times, and um, am considered to be in a kidney uh, that I that I am in that I have uh, not kidney failure, but kidney disease. So you know, no no talk of dialysis or anything like that. But yeah, just you know, cranky kidneys, just cranky, all sorts of of me. Um, you know, and 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 there are days where you know we laugh about getting out of bed there are days where I think can do I do I have to really um, or more importantly I can't um, you know and and certainly there are times where we hit the wall and we have to pay attention to our bodies and say you know what gonna go lay down gonna gonna not do this today gonna gonna do whatever because if we don't we may actually make things worse
2: you know, that's that's very interesting. And that's one of the hardest things I think for me, because mm-hmm. I'm the energizer buddy. Right. You know, I used to be up at four o'clock in the morning, go to bed at midnight, one o'clock at night, and back up at four o'clock Wait. the next morning again and just mm-hmm. go, 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 and mm-hmm. enjoying every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And I still want to do that. Right. And I feel guilty when I can't. Right. And this weekend, this weekend was a great example. My mm-hmm. husband is a retired Marine Corps master sergeant. Ooh. And it Ooh. was not only Veterans Day, but mm-hmm. it was the birthday. The of birthday Marine of the Marine Corps. Corps. Mm-hmm. 248 years. And you've never seen a group of men and women who celebrated a birthday more than these guys. We mm-hmm. went to four birthday parties last wow. week at cake cutting. Mm-hmm. And the big one was an entire weekend away from home. Mm-hmm. And the party started at five and I have no clue when it ended because I lost. <laughs> they're still going. <laughs> I'm sure they're still going. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, then on Sunday when it's time to come home, I couldn't move. Right. And I said, can't we just stay one more day mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can right. just rest? Mm-hmm. You know, that makes you feel, makes me feel really guilty because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not right. doing what I should be doing mm-hmm. to support right. my family, to mm-hmm. support my mm-hmm. listeners, to support mm-hmm. my
1: organization. How, and, and then I get really depressed and grouchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's because we do, you know, we, I feel bad when I have to tell somebody I can't. Um, especially my husband, you know, when he will say, Hey, let's go do such and such. And I'm like, I can't. And sometimes it's something fun. Sometimes it's, you know, I need help in the garden, you know, various things like that. But, you know, and, and, and I definitely have friends who I've had to say, you know, I just, I can't do that. And, you know, bless them for giving us grace for being very patient with us. But it is still very hard, you know, and 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 especially because in many cases, we look perfectly fine. Like you said, it's the invisible. And so, you know, people, you know, forget that we might not be able to do something. Now, obviously, the husbands remember, um, but, you know, friends and, and associates don't always remember that, you know, maybe I've just had too much that I have had to do. And the funny thing is, sometimes it's just getting out of bed. Sometimes it's too much. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and, and I think that maybe is one of the hard things is dealing with that guilt, because we have the pain, we have, you know, the whatever that is also going on. And then we have guilt. And I don't think anybody means, you know, they, they never mean to make us feel guilty. And, you know, they they certainly don't. And if they do, well, we just ignore them. Right. Um, but but yeah, I think it's it's kind of one of those where, you know, when it when you just say, you know, I can't and you see their face fall. I think that is probably one of the hardest things about all of this.
2: Yeah, it is. And we have for years, we have the first weekend in December, we've had a Christmas open house where I've decorated. I Mm -hmm. love from from Halloween through New Year's. I just I'm a kid. I just love Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. about it. And we decorate the house. We mm-hmm. do this. We send out invitations to the neighborhood, to our church, to everybody we can think of. We cater it. And I mean, it is a big deal. And Ed says, uh, hello, next week is Thanksgiving. Are you going to start putting this all together? Wow. And mm-hmm. I, I, can't sure. mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it. I just, you yeah. know, and then that makes me feel guilty. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's almost it's not a feeling guilty because I'm letting somebody else down mm-hmm. it's I I really had some interesting thoughts over this weekend both from the standpoint of being on the outside looking in on mm-hmm. someone else who had mm-hmm. some disabilities and also myself in ways I've never looked at my own mm-hmm. disabilities from and I think it's it, A lot of it is, I I feel like I've lost myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not me anymore. I'm not Nancy. I'm some other strange person Mm -hmm. over here who, you know, doesn't do the
1: same things. And Mm -hmm. I miss me. Right. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? It, It does. You know, it's really funny. You know, when you go into the doctor and they say, what's your name and date of birth? I frequently look at them and say Anastasia Beaverhausen, <laughs> you know? but, I, but you're right. It is, there is a, a different person now, um, you know, and, and, and we see that, I think, you know, especially if we're, we're talking about Alzheimer's or dementia, I mean, you, you, you really see that shift but that's an expected shift, you know, and, and we, and even just, you know, the getting old and forgetful and creaky. And, you know, I tell people, you know, I'm on the rice crispy body. I get up and everything goes snap, crackle, pop. But um, yep. you know, we expect that we didn't expect what, you know, the, the hand that we are dealt. Um, but I have to say, I love the name of your podcast because it really is about not putting things off because you you never know right what's going to happen but we have to do that understanding that you know we you know okay i'm now this is not true but what if i thought okay i'm going to run a marathon i'm going to run the marathon tomorrow Okay. No, that's, but, you know, and, and so maybe, you know, I'm going to think, okay, I'm, I'm going to walk two miles tomorrow and build up to maybe five miles. Never, ever, ever going to do a marathon. Nope. That's just not me, but you know, it is about what are we, what are we putting off when we shouldn't, Um, you know, and, and, and I tell people, you know, people are always like, Oh, you're always so happy, you're always so cheerful. Well, that's because that's what I put out there. I'm not gonna you know gonna say, oh, today's not a good day, except very rarely. I mean, sometimes I do. Um, but it's it is perfectly fine and healthy to have our pity parties. You know, I think if we're Pollyanna all the time, then things really do come crashing down hard. But when we say, you know what, Today's not a good day. Um, I had, I I didn't tell you this in in our chat. I had part two of a root canal yesterday. I'm still not a happy camper from that in a variety of ways. But, you know, do you know by looking at me? No. Am I going to, you know, all these various things. So I think it it really is about knowing our limitations, but not going, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. I, you know, do what we can, when we can, before those pigs fly past us.
2: Absolutely. You know, and, and I say, there's probably not a day that goes by that I don't five, 10 minutes by myself where there's nobody else around. Mm -hmm. I will usually in the shower in the morning when I'm Mm -hmm. getting my shower, you know, I will cry. I mm-hmm. will scream. I will hit the mm-hmm. wall. You right. know? Shower's done. I walk off. I yep. dry out. And it's, hi, everybody. Yeah, Because oh, yeah. I sat for a year and a half after mm-hmm. my car accident. I sat in a dark, dingy basement. We were living in the basement of my parents' home, taking mm-hmm. care of them and you know and i couldn't get up the stairs Mm -hmm. i was non-weight-bearing and unless they had decided to put an elevator in you Mm -hmm. know there wasn't Mm -hmm. any way i was getting up and down those stairs without a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. and i allowed myself to just feel bad Mm -hmm. for a year and a half right and I said, I'll never want to do that again. There, mm-hmm. there was certainly no pleasure in that. Mm-hmm. Right. And now, now when somebody comes up to me and says, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I go, don't feel sorry for me. Mm-hmm. You know, there is, there are things I can't do. I can't mm-hmm. drive anymore. Right. I used to love to drive. I, can't mm-hmm. drive. Uh, I used to love to work, be up from hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. But look at everything that I am able to do mm-hmm. and look at the other people that I am mm-hmm. able to help mm-hmm. because I'm not still sitting in
1: that basement feeling right. sorry for myself. Right. Well, and, you know, I'll, I'll be having a pity party and, you know, either a commercial for St. Jude's comes on, you know, and oh my gosh, how can I feel bad when there's a child with cancer or the other is like a wounded warrior commercial? You know, when, when I see a veteran who has traumatic lifelong injuries again, I'm like, no, honey, you ain't got nothing to complain about. Um, you know, and, and so then we kind of pick ourselves up and, and off we go, maybe a little more slowly, but we, you know, it's like okay, I'm I'm done pity party, jumping off that bus now.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think a lot of people either, uh, and I really haven't figured this out yet, but it's it seems to me because nobody wants to talk about these things, so they've mm-hmm. either not allowed themselves to acknowledge the fact that something's happening in their mm-hmm. bodies mm-hmm. and to give themselves that little bit of a pity party right. so that mm-hmm. they can actually move on mm-hmm. and say what can i do mm-hmm. how do i how do i deal with this mm-hmm. they just keep going like nothing's ever happened right. and they mm-hmm. wind up with major issues right mm-hmm you know down the road whereas Mm -hmm. if they would just say hey yes i've got Mm -hmm. complex regional pain syndrome Mm -hmm. i hurt it's not normal the doctors don't know what to do with me Mm -hmm. but i'm still getting Mm by right acknowledge it share it with others Mm -hmm. i think it's the stories that we tell Mm -hmm. each other and the the movements and the Mm -hmm. and the lived experiences right. that we share mm-hmm. are going to get us through to each mm-hmm. other. That's why I do these podcasts right? to let people know they're not alone.
1: I know, you know, I, I had posted something about my journey on Facebook one time and most of my posts are, are totally public. So random people respond. And this person who I don't know responded and he said, I have never felt so alone in my life. I mean, it broke your heart. And so I, of course, immediately responded and said, what can I do? But other people responded too. And I loved that. I mean, that was was so fun to see. Now, he never responded, not to me at least. But and maybe that just was what he needed that day was to acknowledge that and then say, "Okay, look, total strangers want to help me. What can I do? Um, but you know, let's be honest. I mean, sometimes it's easier to to be in that pity party. Um, you know, when I was was first diagnosed, I had a complication uh, that actually put me into septic shock. Came within hours of of dying, and spent over seven weeks in the hospital, in and out of ICU, all sorts of things. And it got really easy to just lay there in that bed and not try to get up and force myself to to do stuff. And, you know, it was, it really, it was, it was much easier to just lay there, but at some point, you know, it, it was, it was over uh, the holiday season. You talked about the holiday. I had watched my last Hallmark movie. I don't ever want to see a Hallmark Christmas movie again. And maybe that's what got me out of bed. Right. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it, it is, it's, you know, it's, it's the old mind over matter type of, of thing. Um, you know, and 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 some, but some, like we were saying, sometimes you got to have that pity party, but you got to get up and do what you can.
2: Yeah, uh, it's uh, that's you know that's what we say is we we need to have a thriving life, not just a mm-hmm. life, right? And mm-hmm. if, if all you're going to do is is lay there in that bed, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I couldn't even go to bed. I was on right. a I was on a day bed mm-hmm. because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, rsd nothing can touch you,
1: you right know, there's mm-hmm. it's
2: so much sensitivity on right. your body that mm-hmm. i can't wear shoes i can't anything mm-hmm. and so yeah and blankets and things was, just new mm-hmm. yeah being in bed with my husband was not gonna happen because mm-hmm. he rolled i rolled right you know, and, it and it just a mess. yeah mm-hmm. So I just laid 24 mm-hmm. hours a day, except for going to the doctors and having surgeries. Mm-hmm. You know, that right. was my entire life for a year mm-hmm. and a half. And, right. it, and I agree with you. I don't ever want to see a Hallmark movie again. ever. <laughs> no. and it's, it's funny. But I woke up one morning and this shows my I am not religious but i'm spiritual Mm -hmm. and i woke up one morning and it was like i had gotten a slap on the back of my head Mm -hmm. from above and i'm going yes (laughs) god you got my attention hello Hello there what can i do for you and it was like i heard very very clearly you're not dying from this Mm -hmm. Your life has been changed immensely, mm-hmm. but now it's time to get up, get off mm-hmm. your butt, right, and get going and mm-hmm. share with others and create an environment where people can feel free to mm-hmm. have those pity parties, but mm-hmm. can also feel free to jump up and down with mm-hmm. excitement and, and say, I just figured out how I mm-hmm. can do this. Right. You know? And and it's just really, really important. Mm-hmm. And someone who's, you know, I certainly have not had anywhere near what you've gone through. And and to see you laughing and smiling and joking like it is is really a pleasure for me because it shows that it can be done. <laughs>
1: Well, and, and I think that's part of, of my thought process is, you know, I, in fact, I had someone who told me, she said, you know, that, that I did not go through everything I had gone through without using it to help others. And I think that's, you know, that's obviously what, what you're doing and, and that's, what's fantastic about this, but it, it comes back to, right. You're not alone. You know, we've, we've got other people and the nice thing is that you know, we we don't do the the joint pity parties, right? Oh, I don't like those. The oh, poor me. Oh, poor you. Oh, Mm-mm. no. You know, those to me, those don't accomplish anything. You can share what's happened or what you're you're feeling, and and not kind of suck the negative energy in, uh, because we do want to share because other people might have great ideas about, you know, hey, have you thought about this? Have you tried this? Sometimes even just saying, I know how you're feeling does wonders, right? Um, And even if they've not gone through it, just that, I'm sorry, is there anything I can do? That just, you know, and many times there's not, but, you know, just knowing that they're there for you. It's like that guy says, he he never felt so alone in his life. Well, what can we do to make sure that nobody in our circle says that?
2: Absolutely. And that's kind of what you're doing. You have your own business. And I want you to tell us a little bit about that.
1: I do. Well, it's not a business yet. Who knows? Um, so we're we're calling it an initiative, right? So it's called trying not to die dot live. And that is the website URL. And thank you so much for, for allowing me to, to talk about it. It comes from, you know, we we when things happen, we get so caught up in trying to not die, that we forget that we have to live. And, you know, it doesn't matter again what level that is, but get up out of that bed, get up out of that chair, you know, stop the pity party. And so we predominantly work with people who have cancer or are dealing with cancer in their life. So maybe it's a loved one, an employee, um, you know, somebody who they know, how can they help them? One of the biggest questions that we get uh, are from people who, you know, contact me and say, you know, my friend, my wife, my coworker, my employee has cancer. I don't know what to do. And, you know, and, and things like that. And then we also work with medical personnel to show them that, you know, they're, they're as much a part of this journey. um, But they also have to remember that we are people and we're not patients, Uh, you know, and, and to, to treat us, I, you know, they, they, you know, Obviously they drag me in to talk to students and and things like that. And I absolutely love doing that, but I always tell them, think of that person that you're treating as your wife, your mother, your sister, how, or, you know, father, brother, husband, how would you want them to be treated? Um, I was diagnosed with a third cancer earlier this year, you know, Hey, yay trifecta. Um, And I was in the, the doctor's office having a follow up to the the surgery and i heard them say that the thyroid cancer is in room 4 and i went out and i said excuse me i have a name now they knew you know i've yeah, i've been dealing with these people for quite a long time and i said you can say yeah and and i know part of it is hipaa also right you know there's there's privacy things but i'm 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 not the thyroid cancer in room 4 i'm deb career and, you know, and, and I said, just, you know, and, and, and they apologized, but, you know, it really is about how do we take charge of our own care? How do we advocate for ourselves and for others? Um, and how do we, you know, live as opposed to just waiting to die? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's, I, I think that's the whole thing. And I would love to be able to, we're going to have to have another conversation about how you get in to talk to doctors. Oh, yes. We're not, we're not having a lot of luck in that mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. And, and, you yeah, know, I went into the emergency room. A year or so ago, I had COVID and Mm -hmm. I was really sick and I couldn't Mm -hmm. breathe. And yeah, I was really having problems. And a nurse prior to this, because I had not taken the vaccine, the Mm -hmm. doctors had told me with everything I had not to take it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had gone in for something and the nurse there told me in no uncertain terms that on day eight of having COVID, if I Mm -hmm. had not taken the vaccine, I was going to die. And so I'm going, yeah, right, whatever. But On day nine, did you go
1: my- back and go, <laughs> <laughs> On
2: day eight, I, I was so sick mm-hmm. because I think it had gotten into my head. Right. Mm-hmm. You were and waiting. I got mm-hmm. to breathe. I'm, di- I'm dying. She's right. You know, mm-hmm. all this. Mm-hmm. So my husband took me into the emergency room mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and they rolled and I went into triage. I rolled mm-hmm. in in my wheelchair. And the doctor comes in and he says, well, why are you here? And Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'm here because
1: I can't breathe. I have COVID. Mm -hmm. Hello, I'm sick.
2: (laughs) I'm sick. Yeah. And he says, well, why are you in a wheelchair? Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm in the wheelchair because I have complex regional pain syndrome. Mm -hmm. He looked at me. He looked at the nurse. He looked back at me. He says, I've never heard of that. You're making it up. And I... Being the smart mouth I am, Mm -hmm. you know, I said, Doctor, is that a smartphone you have in your hand? And Mm -hmm. he said, Yes. Why, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I said, Google it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he did. To to his benefit, Mm -hmm. he did. Now, he never said he was sorry, Mm -hmm. but he looked at me again and he went, Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was it.
1: And moved on Mm -hmm. with the whole rest of right. my beings mm-hmm. yeah you know? yeah it um, is about taking charge um you know i i was in i have a lot of digestive issues now um because of all of this and so i you know was was uh and who know i have you know had gall- gallstones don't know if i would have had them no matter what i mean you know and, and but i ended up in the emergency room and they said you need to make a, an immediate appointment with the gi doctor here's who you call Called that guy, he could get me in in four months. Well, that wasn't going to work, so got somebody else, and and I went in. Now, you know, they all have access to our charts, right? Because they they have Epic, which is the the system that that almost all doctors now use. And but he clearly had not looked at my history at all. And so he comes in, and and introduces himself, and then he says, "What seems to be the problem?" And I said, "Well, you know, I have gallstones." That was, you know, and 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 he was very skeptical that I did. Well, I'd had an ultrasound when I was in the hospital. I knew I had gallstones. (laughs) They were, they showed up. Um, but you know, and, and, and I, then I started to say, and here's the other things that I have. I mean, aside from anything else, over half of my digestive tract has been removed. Um, so that does cause all sorts of issues. Right. And, and he shakes his finger at me and he says, not another word. You just listen. And I almost grabbed his finger. But of course, then I got the snotty little kid, right? And so I let him go on and on and on and on and on. And and he finally finished. And I said, and he said, so what do you think? And I said, I think you did not look at my chart. I, you know, this is what is actually wrong with me. And I do have gallstones because I had an ultrasound. So I know that. And so he was a little taken aback, but like your doctor didn't say, I'm sorry. He said, well, let's make a follow-up appointment in a month and we'll see how it goes. So I left. I called my surgeon because I got my own surgeon. I've now, the the thyroid removal surgery earlier this year was 33, number 33, right? So I have my own surgeon. Called him, went in. He looked at the ultrasound. He said, what you doing next week? I said, getting my gallbladder out. And he said, yep. And so then I go back to that doctor. Just, you know, I thought, well, this is kind of fun. And so I went back to him at the, the, the month and and he still had not looked at my chart because he said, so are you feeling better? And I said, well, yes, I am. And he said, see, I told you that this would pass. I said, it passed because I had my gallbladder removed. <laughs> and he was just, and and I said, and, and, you know, I will not be coming back to see you again. Um, you know, and, and he was just, yeah, we, he, he, but, but yeah, we're, we are the people in charge of our treatment, not them. Um, you know, and, and, we have to be our own advocates and, and if we're not able to, then we need somebody who is, you know, husband, family, we always member. need to take yeah. somebody yeah. with. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we need those yes, advocates who are also going to be our second set of ears and eyes. Um, I tell people, you know, that's when you go to the true. doctor and you've got the flu, you go home and you go. When was I supposed to take that medicine? You know, when you're dealing with something long-term, chronic, serious, your brain goes and you have to have that second set of eyes and ears. Yeah.
2: My dad, we were, we were living with my mom and dad. My mom passed when she was 93. My dad, two years later at the age Mm -hmm. of 95 passed. He was perfectly healthy, driving everything all on Mm -hmm. his own until about... Three months before he died. Wow! But the one thing that he never did was understand what doctors were telling him when they mm-hmm. were telling right. him things. Now we had a joke because his name was Cliff, so we always went to all of his medical sessions with doctors because mm-hmm. we did not want to get Cliff notes. Right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you would. <laughs> You'd
1: heard of Cliff yeah. notes? Yeah. Because they don't understand. They say everything's fine.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you know, Cliff Notes are the real short versions yep, of books. The, and yeah,
1: yeah. Nope, everything was fine. <laughs> Everything's
2: fine. So we always went because we wanted to hear. And at mm-hmm. one point, my dad was in the hospital and he did not have his doctor, he had the mm-hmm. hospital house mm-hmm. doctor. Mm-hmm. And we had been trying and trying and trying to get a hold of this guy to talk mm-hmm. to us and tell us what was right. going on because. He would come in at times when we weren't there, so we weren't getting the information. Mm -hmm. And we finally wound up in the same room with him at the same time, and he's mouthing off and talking Mm -hmm. to us like we didn't know what we wanted. Mm -hmm. Well, he was this little, short, foreign doctor, Mm -hmm. and my husband's 6'3", a Marine. A A Marine. (laughs) Just a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had that. I, I have to laugh because the doctor was being so obnoxious and telling us we didn't know what we were talking about. And mm. My husband's also a paramedic, so mm. he knows medical, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He had this poor guy backed up against the wall out in the
1: hall of the mm-hmm. hospital.
2: And he's given him
1: the, he's giving know, him the Marine talking to. Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm. The doctors going okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I, was, I was afraid mm-hmm. they were going to call security on mm-hmm. us, but mm-hmm. you
1: have to do that sometimes. Right. You know? Well, I fired three doctors through the course of, you know, it, it just flat out fired them, not just the ones that I just stopped going to. Um, but, but yeah, you know, there were, and, and they were good doctors. They, there was, you know, nothing, that, but we just weren't getting along. And and I think that was, you know, and especially when you're dealing with something long term, you got to get along with your doctors. Um, you know, you you need to feel as you know, as as we've been saying all along, you need to feel heard. You need to feel understood. And if you're not getting that, then switch doctors. Um, you know, sometimes your insurance might get a little cranky, but tell them, you know, this this is not working out. I have got to, to change doctors. Um you know, and, and so, yeah, you need somebody who, you know, they're your advocates also. And, and so you need somebody, you know, now they could be gruff and grumpy and, but if you feel like you're getting the right treatment, then that's okay. Um, you know, and, and, but yeah, it just, I, I had one that I would say, you know, such and such happened and she would say, oh, this staff person was supposed to take care of that. And she never took responsibility. And, and finally about the third time she said that, I said, you know, that might be your nurse, your, whoever's responsibility, but ultimately you're the one in charge here and you're falling down on the job. You know? And, and I said, and, and I'm just not going to deal with this anymore.
2: I I don't blame you. I've got the doctors in Alabama for whatever reason. I don't know how they are the next state over, (laughs) but in, in Alabama, they're terrible. I found, I've been driving to Tennessee mm-hmm. to get to, to Vanderbilt in Nashville mm-hmm.
1: because the doctors right. Oh yeah. Cause Vandy of course just has very good. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, but it's, you've got to find a doctor you're comfortable mm-hmm. with. Right. And I've gotten, and I had a doctor for a year and it was a, um, it's a training hospital here mm-hmm. in Huntsville mm-hmm. and my doctor, I never got to see every time right. I go to see the doctor. Mm-hmm. It would be a rotation from another mm-hmm. student coming through. And mm-hmm. I'd have to explain. It. because again, Start you over. To yep. the mm-hmm. You have to re-explain everything that's mm-hmm. going on. And I finally said, I can't do this mm-hmm. anymore. I, right. you know, and so I finally found a mm-hmm. different actor. So mm-hmm. you have to be assertive. Mm-hmm. You have to be right. an advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be out there working it you know you mm-hmm. can't just sit back and say right. well that's what the doctor said mm-hmm. i guess i yeah. have to deal mm-hmm. with this you know
1: mm-hmm. so. well, well i, I can't and believe our- yeah. i know we've talked for a half hour like you said we got to do this again <laughs> <laughs> absolutely is there anything
2: that we haven't talked about that you need to share
1: you know, I would encourage anyone to go to tryingnottodie.live. We have a private Facebook group that you can uh, sign up for if you're on Facebook. It is a private group because it is a safe group. Um, you know, we, we are there to provide support for each other, to listen, to share information. Um, and so, but it is a safe place. And so I would encourage anybody... Whether you're dealing with cancer or not, at some point, unfortunately, you probably will. And but it's it's also it's a fun group, you know. We try and, and keep it as light as we can, uh, but it's it's you know an inspirational group also. So I would encourage people to go to trying not to die dot live and and then go to our Facebook group. Absolutely, guys! You've heard, do it <laughs> now. And- no, wait, no, listen. now not listening yeah. to this, then do. Okay. And do it, yes.
2: Don't don't shut off now, but just after we're done here. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Deb. I really, really appreciate you being on with us today, taking the time, mm-hmm. even after a root canal. <laughs> oh,
1: you know, that was that's been one of the more painful
2: things I've had. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can just imagine that. But um, you know, guys, you have been listening to Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. If you haven't already, please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can follow us too on Facebook and Twitter. To wrap things up, often after a podcast, people want to know more about some of the things we do at Invisible Warriors. If you'd like to hop on a Zoom, my contact info is in the show notes that you'll be getting with this podcast. And thanks again for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. See you next time same place, same station. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to y'all soon. Get my mouse to work.
0: (laughs) That's it for today, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Today's podcast has been brought to you by the Invisible Warriors Club, a program of invisible warriors. They see how hard life is for these women and hate that the world doesn't seem to understand that these diseases-slash-disabilities are serious, life-changing challenges which bring about poor medical treatment, high and unrealistic medical bills, lack of ability to sustain working conditions and loss of family cohesiveness. Through advocacy and programs, this organization extends an nurturing hand, fostering both awareness in the community and individual growth amidst adversities. Join them by heading over to the Invisible Warriors website for more information on how to join the club.